Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to my channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now, today, as you know, is the 1st of December, which marks the start of double daily episodes on my channel throughout this entire month that is 62 videos in 31 days for you maths wizards out there so yeah if you're not subscribed already guys now is the time to subscribe hit that notification button you do not want to miss any of these 62 videos that is for sure i keep going on about it as well guys but i'm trying to hit 600,000 subscribers by the end of the year and also something else that i've just thought of today but i'm gonna do if i do hit 600k by the end of 2020 i will dye my hair probably a mistake but I'm giving you that target, guys. We've got about 30K to get in just 31 days. It's going to be very, very close. But if you all subscribe watching now, I mean, a lot of you watching, to be honest, aren't subscribed. And you're going to want to be for this month. Come on. So if you're not subscribed, hit the button. I'll dye my hair. And it's going to be horrible. But, you know, you'll probably laugh at it. Threaten to kill me. I'll take your life away instead. This particular story has just come to a head today, largely thanks to the persistently predictable actions of this story's antagonist, who we'll call F-Head, because that's what he is. Around a year ago-ish, I moved into a new apartment. Not in a great part of the city, but it could be considered bang average. When I first moved in, I was assured everything would be rosy, and I'd be left to my own devices. Enter F-Head. Now, F-Head is, as his name suggests, a total POS. He has shared custody of his son, which is frankly an oversight of the legal system, but hey, and he absolutely loves to get plastered and scream at the kid, either via phone or in person. The kid is around 13, I think, and his name's not totally important, mainly because the kid's got enough grief. This went on for about two to three months, so I tried befriending Effort, mostly because I'm an idiot, but also to find out just what his issue was. Because having headphones in on maximum volume, listening to heavy metal, and still being able to hear him screaming was becoming an issue, to say the least. I put up with it for a bit, mentioning it in passing to who I guess is my building manager. He's really just a guy that's lived there for years and is mates with the landlord and he's retired, so I can't really blame him for not wanting to get involved. He did mention that F-Head had lived here for about five years and had numerous complaints, including the previous tenants who'd actually moved out because she had enough of his BS. He also mentioned that F-Head had shared custody because F-Head's ex was also a bit of an idiot. Like seriously, that poor kid. But as such, it meant an absolute Christ load of social workers were involved, even if they clearly weren't very good at their jobs. Anyways, one day F-Head was screaming at the top of his lungs again and again because I'm an idiot, I poked the ceiling with a broom. Just a little tap to say, hey friend, just a quick polite note to tell you that the whole freaking neighborhood can hear you, which was greeted by five thuds that sounded like F-Head was about to bunker bust clean through the ceiling. This naturally annoyed me, so I knocked on his door and he simply opened it and told me to F off. Fair enough, I thought, as I frankly had better stuff to do, so I went for a walk. 
Upon my return, F-Head is putting his bins out and starts to give me grief, which I returned in kind, causing him to square up to me and threatening to kill me. I held my ground and he started going on about respect and stuff. Lamau, no, really, and told me I hold all the cards and there was nothing you can do. Unfortunate, but I simply said, well, if that's how you want to be, then that's how it is. and left him to have his little female dog fits outside. My first call was to the police, who took it surprisingly seriously. They came out within an hour and we sat in the panda car and discussed all of F-Head's transgressions, a lot of which I had recorded, mainly to WhatsApp to my friends like, hey, this guy is at it again. They took a statement, said there was likely nothing they could do, but they might investigate F-Head on the count of child abuse and the social worker in place. I then asked them if evidence would help and they replied it had saved them a lot of time if I could get some but would need to be recent. Last three months okay? Sure, they say. But three months is a long time and he might have changed. No, 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 Mr. Policeman Officer. I mean, covering the last three months. Excited he was, to say the least. So, they brought me to the station to give a statement and to copy all the evidence off my phone. At this point, big shout out to old phones and removable SD cards, as I really didn't want to explain my meme collection. They spent the next two, maybe three months investigating F-Head, as there's a lot of banging to be heard in the videos, which I can only assume is this guy assuming his final F-Head form. A few months go by and I'm seeing a lot of open immediately do not ignore type letters arriving in F-Head's name, which I think might be off the social workers, but I'm not sure. I do feel particularly bad about this bit, as being a violently abusive alcoholic, he's not quite smart enough to realize it's me that's making his life suck, because the socials are on him like a skid mark on a toilet, and he's just screaming at his kid even more because he thinks the kid has crossed him up. Eventually, the police have everything in place and serve him with some sort of behavioral order or something like that, which frankly wasn't a whole lot, but that was more of an aperitif for the meal the social were about to make. Yesterday, armed with a bunch of evidence, a bunch of people, two uniformed officers and my landlord, they arrived at his flat. Partly because that's the only time my landlord had free, and probably partly because Saturday pay for cops and social workers must be fairly decent. Also, partly because he has his kids on weekends. Actually, probably the main reason now that I think about it. Since F-Head has the kind of voice that makes Brian Blessed sound like a cross between a mime and a church mouse, they can hear everything immediately. Wow, that must be loud. They go up into the tight hallways, which is kind of funny because they're all trying to social distance, so it kind of looks like they're queuing up to tell F-Head off, in true British fashion. It ended with the guy being led away in cuffs, because of course he fought back. The guy's an idiot. It's totally in his nature. He's since come back today with a very defeated look on his face. It turns out the behavior order was a bit of a warning, and they'd been watching the house on and off all week. Super glad I gave up smoking at this point, and they've heard some of the Dolby surround phone conversations and have now charged him with a bunch of stuff I frankly don't understand. I'm not a cop, and I know mostly nothing about the law except the ones I like, which has had and will have several knock-on effects. Firstly, no more contact with his kid. A minor victory though, since his mum is a bit of an idiot, but they're under a microscope now, so maybe that will help. Secondly, my landlord was especially not chill about being contacted by both me and the police regarding this guy. So he is using one of the charges or something to speed up the eviction process. This is annoyingly still gonna take about two weeks, but I'm sure I'll live. 
meaning it's not the current six-month COVID guidelines. Thirdly, he's going to have to go in tomorrow and tell his boss that he's going to need multiple dates off in the possible near future for court dates. Oof, tough break in this economy. That's likely going to cost too, especially since I've seen a bunch of letters from the Provident arriving for him. Now, for those outside the UK, the Provident is kind of like the OG version of those short-term loans with insane interest rates. If you're in the UK, give him a wide berth. Yes, I will. All this could have been avoided had F-Head not just been, well, an F-Head. At least in two weeks or so, I might be able to have a decent night. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sleep. If it's not ruined by a 2 a.m. ambulance siren or that butthole with a three-inch exhaust on his Civic, it actually might be time for me to move. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. It sounds like you're just in a really dodgy area, to be honest. I mean, that's one neighbor kind of dealt with, I guess. I feel bad for his kid, of course, but I guess he's now kind of off your hands. But then you have like two or three others who are just horrible anyway, or just, you know, cause a lot of noise. Kind of get out of there if you can, if you can afford to, you know, leave the area and go somewhere a little bit nicer, where there are probably less noisy people around. That would be my advice to you. I feel like it's less this one entitled person in this story and more just a bad area. So yeah, get out of there. All I can say, though, about this kid is, oh, I hope he, you know, he's got... All I can say, though, is I'm really sorry for the kid, you know. He's got horrible parents. If you're saying that his mum is, you know, not even that much better than his dad, then Jesus. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. Uh, hopefully, he can just get some foster parents or something like that that will make his life better. Because right now, those parents are not the one. Now, moving on to our next story. Never bully your insurance company or you lose your franchise. This story comes from a friend of mine, Sarah, and has been building for almost five years until it all came crashing down over the last week. A few things to note before I get into it. Sarah works at an insurance company, dealing with a massive nationwide delivery company. Her company insures all of their delivery trucks. Over the years, Sarah had seen her fair share of anger from callers, mostly justified or people just letting off steam at the anonymous voice on the other end of the phone. She's learned not to take it personally. And finally, she absolutely despises the owner of one particular franchise depot. We'll call him Dan. Now onto the story. We start in 2016. Now, Dan is the franchisee of a vehicle depot for the delivery company, meaning he's sort of an owner, but the company CEO could take away his ownership if they feel like it. I'm not sure exactly how this works, but as far as I understand, it's a fairly standard franchise contract. So anyone who knows anything about this should have a rough idea of what Dan has to do. Dan calls in for the first time to talk to Sarah about a claim one of his drivers is making. Something simple, reversed into a wall, minimal damage, but claiming to get the vehicle repaired. But then Dan starts ranting and screaming about how dare he slash his driver be expected to pay an excess, which is standard. Now, Sarah has dealt with people like this all her career, so she just deals with it as she always does. 
And so it continues for two years with Dan bullying and abusing any court handler when he calls about a claim. It's annoying and plenty of people have been brought to tears by it, but they can't stop serving him because he is responsible for dealing with his franchise's claims. It's now 2018 and Dan decides to get himself arrested. To give you an idea of just how stupid this man is, one of his drivers had been in a really bad accident. Nobody was seriously hurt, but the van was damaged. So while it was being repaired, Sarah organized for a hire van. Dan goes to the hire company to collect the van and he's asked to make a one pound payment by debit slash credit card to secure the vehicle. I'm pretty sure it's so the hire company can just charge it for any damage caused while on hire and it's an industry standard in my country. But Dan doesn't like this. He argues with the hire company. He threatens to dump the hire vehicle once he's finished with it. Finally, he punches the poor bloke working front desk. So as previously stated, Dan gets arrested. Now fast forward to a few months ago. Everyone is now working from home. Yay, lockdown. And most people understand this. Everyone though, except Dan. He must be having a particularly bad day because his tantrum about how useless Sarah and her company is descends into personal insults. Sarah, having an equally bad day, decides that now is the moment she will get revenge on this guy for everything he has put every claim handler through. So she requests a copy of the recording of the call. All calls are recorded for safety, complaints, and calling people out on their BS. She then sends this recording to three people. One, her manager, saying she refuses to speak to Dan due to his abusive behavior. The rest of the team agree, and suddenly there is not a single claims handler willing to speak to this man. The manager says he will sort something out. Two, Dan's boss, simply stating that his behavior is unacceptable, and the next time he tries to speak to someone at the insurance company that way, they will just end the call. And three, every listed CEO or board member of Dan's company. She wanted all of them to know just how vile this man was. Then today, she gets the call she's been waiting for. A representative of the delivery company has called, wanting to apologize for everything Dan put her and her team through. He also gives the best news. Dan has been downgraded from franchise owner to a lowly delivery driver. His lovely pay package, benefits, annual bonus, and company-funded car, a brand new Merc for anyone interested, have all been taken away. He now earns a little over minimum wage, 60-hour weeks to pay his bills, with his reputation in tatters. If he doesn't meet the standard for delivery drivers within the next three months, he'll be fired. Sarah also learned from someone she knows in the company that his wife is divorcing him because he told her she needs to get a job or they'll lose the house thanks to his sudden drop in income. Sarah hasn't yet met the new franchisee, but if I know her, she'll make it clear that she's the one who ruined Dan's life and she isn't afraid to do it again if the new guy doesn't treat her and her colleagues with respect. Lesson, don't be an idiot to call center employees. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's be honest, guys. This guy just sounds like an absolute douche, realistically. Not much more I can say other than that. Fair enough for Sarah, though, you know, stepping stepping up and, and, and you know, say you can't speak to me like this. I was the one who ruined his life and he deserved it, by the way, for being an absolute abusive idiot to me and my other staff. Pretty crazy to find a uh, revenge story where the insurance company was actually the good guy for once. But yeah, this guy, uh, clearly the power just went to his head and he's probably, let's be honest, better off doing a job which doesn't inflate his ego so much. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Pro Revenge and that is going to do it for the first episode of, I I don't really know what to call it, you know, I guess just like Redditor's Christmas? What a ring that has to it. Um, Pretty much two videos each and every day. If I hit 600,000 subscribers by the end of this month, 2020, I'll dye my hair. 
So yeah, subscribe, hit this button and press the notification bell because there will be another video uploaded later on today, which you've got to watch. You simply have to. And I will see you all later today with that video. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.